someone's gonna have an event, you know, and they're that person, that person who feels passionately about your venue, they're at a party or whatever, they're gonna be referring yes. to business. Exactly, so constantly engaging with people. You're not only waiting for people to come to you, I look at it as, well, why am I sitting here? We gotta do something, we gotta get people through the door, we gotta get people to look at this place, you know? It's better in person than it is online, so. Megan Waters, thank you so much for being here on The Venue RX today. It's uh, awesome getting to chat with you and, and I'm excited to hear more about your venue. Thank you, thanks for having me. I can't wait. Yeah, this is gonna be a great conversation. Your your venue, Pleasant Grove Farm uh, venue, where, where are you guys located? So we're located in Charlotte, North Carolina. We're about eight minutes, or I'm sorry, not eight minutes, eight miles from uptown. Very cool. Very cool. How long have you owned the venue? So actually we have, uh, it was my grandparents' home. So it was built in the 1960s. Um, so it's kind of been a family homestead for us all. Um, after they passed, my my dad obtained the property and yeah. Yeah. So ours, so. Yeah. Do you, when you were, uh, when you like before you guys owned it, before you started operating as a as a venue and things like that, did you want to be in the wedding venue, or you were you in the wedding venue industry at all, or is this something brand new? No, this is something completely brand new. So, my background is in construction. So my family, they're contractors, and so this is a totally you know new venture for us. It's kind of cool though, having a background in construction, I feel like, and then owning a venue, like those yeah. things kind of feel like they go hand in hand. Um, kind of, I guess you could say the, um, construction part of things, we, our barn, we, um, it came in on a kit. So we were able to put that together, but not knowing that we are actually going to become a venue. Got it. Just talk more about that. So, um, when my grandparents passed, my grand or my dad bought, um, bought the siblings out, you know, how all that goes. And he always dreamed of remodeling the farmhouse, um, bring it up to date and then adding a post and beam barn. Um, it is built by legacy posts and beam, and he was going to use it for, um, his motor home and he liked to collect cars and things like that. So, yeah. At, at that point, he wasn't thinking about doing weddings. Is that correct? No, no he did not think about doing weddings. Um, he actually, I brought it um, up to him a long time ago. I'm like, oh, this place would be so cool uh, to make it a venue. And he said, no, absolutely not. So, and then here we are today. Um, it all started with, when I got engaged and um, I was looking at other venues and my family is like, why, why get married here when you, this, our property is a little bit, you know, it's, it's comparable. So. And, and then at that point, so did you get married on the property then? Yes. So after he remodeled the house for full intentions of living there and building the barn for his, um, no, actually, I'm sorry, take that back. So he built the house, remodeled the house, and um, I got engaged. And he always dreamed of building a post and bean bar to keep all of his things. Um, but then when we started looking at venues, he was like, 
well, you know, this is more incentive to to build the bar I've always wanted, and it'll also serve as a reception area party barn for my daughter's wedding. And uh, he kickstarted it, like um, we built it, and within three months, it came in on a kit uh, from Legacy Post and Beam from the Midwest. They shipped it there, and he put it together, and he had landscaping, everything done within three months. I got married there. After that, um, again, I was like, this place would be a really cool venue. And he said, no, I'm not moving out here. Don't even think about it. And then here we are years later. And your next question, how did that all? <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. I'm, yeah, I want to know the whole story. Yeah. Okay, the whole story. So um, he, the 2017, I got married brought up the whole venue thing and I had like a proposal to him. I met up with this company called Precious Time Events. Her name is Carla. I really just got on the phone and just started calling everyone and said, hey, can I borrow your time? Um, I just want to see they're a wedding planning company. I want to see what you think about this property. So um, Carla came out and she um, she was like, yeah, I think this could work, but who's living in the house? I was like, well, my dad's living in the house. <laughs> and I said, I just need, you know, I just need to pick your brain about if this could work or not. She said, yes, of course. Well, then I had my second son and I kind of just, you know, when you have kids, you just put things on the back burner and all you could think about is them. Um, flash forward, my dad, he wants to retire now or last year, he came to me in August and said, um, you know, I, I'm a single man living in this house on this 20 acres of land. I want to downsize. I had a, have a dream to live at the coast. And, um, but I, I'm really, you know, this is my family's, this is home says where I grew up. And, um, he's like, I don't know what to do. I don't want to sell it. And, I was like, well, how about the venue idea? And he said, well, you know, if you're going to start doing this, you better do it now because we need to start renting it. And all I could think of was where do I start? Where do I begin? You know, um, but I felt a sense of urgency to figure it out. And I'm I'm curious. So you're you had the idea to do it. You like you said, you felt that sense of urgency and wanting to like get it started, get it going. Um, do you were you an entrepreneur before? Did you kind of own your own businesses? I know you said the family business was in was in construction, so you have that background in construction. But is that um, is that what you were doing full time before you? Uh, kind of like started thinking about doing venues? No. So, um, let's see, full-time before I started doing the venue thing, I was a stay-at-home stay mom with my five-year-old. He's five now. And, you know, during COVID and the first couple years of his life, I, um, you know, I enjoyed being a stay-at-home mom, but I felt like that I needed to do something more. You know, I just, you know, being a stay-at-home mom is a full-time job, no doubt. But for me, I'm a social person. I like to get out. I like I like to get out and talk to people. 
get to know new people. And um, I wanted to create something. You know, my dad's an entrepreneur. I have aunts that are entrepreneurs. And I wanted to do, I wanted to bring something to the table. I wanted to do something and be able to show my kids like, hey, you know, my mom created this. She left it to me. So it's yeah. just a whole different, I didn't really have a sense of wanting to do and, you know, be an entrepreneur until this came about because I have a passion for, for this. So for the yeah. land, the home. Got it. Yeah. That makes, that makes so much sense. So I'm curious, I'm really excited to kind of learn how you, how you took this kind of initial interest, right. And desire to do this and then, and then, you know, made it the business and kind of where you're at now. So could you actually fast forward and take us to like present day, you know, how are, are you guys super busy? Kind of like, give us the, the end of the story and kind of right. Like, right you know? Yeah. yeah. So, um, we are super busy right now. Um, we're about to go into our wedding season. We're booked every weekend with weddings. Some weekends are back to back, um, which is amazing because we never had a come up. Like it wasn't like I got on Instagram and was like, hey, we're building and everybody, you know, look out for us. We're booking weddings for next year. It was like overnight. And I knew that we had to catch up, you know, like we we had to get all these weddings and bookings in before, you know, we didn't like the brides that booked with us, they were booking kind of last minute. So we kind of scooped them all up because everybody else was booked or, um, or they are like, Hey, I'm going to plan the, our wedding within the next six months. But we're booked every weekend with weddings. Um, right now we do a lot of bridal showers on Sundays. Um, so I kind of try to fill the gaps to bring in the, you know, if you're, I'd rather be doing something than nothing on the weekend. Um, so Sundays, we're not booking a whole lot of Sunday weddings, but I'm filling those with bridal showers, baby showers, birthdays. I got a few corporate events during the week that's happening. Um, and now I'm starting to plan my own events and I'm not an event planner, but here I am planning my own events for the community because I feel like it's important to, you know, it takes a village and I feel like that's important to loop everyone in, in our neighborhood to be able to enjoy the place as well. I, I love that. That's such a good strategy as well for getting the word out about your venue, because then people are there, they see it, they're excited about it. They feel like yeah. they're, they're part of it. And so if someone's going to have an event, you know, and they're that person, that person who feels passionately about your venue, they're at a party or whatever, they're going to be referring yes. to business. Right. Exactly. So constantly engaging with people like, you know, you're not only waiting for people to come to you. You know, I look at it as, well, why am I sitting here? We got to do something. We got to get people through the door. We got to get people to look at this place. You know, it's better in person than it is online. So share with me with, with that in mind, what are you doing in terms of marketing? Like, how are you getting the word out there. Are you doing ads? Are you doing, is it word of mouth? Like, what are you, what are you using? Right. So, um, you know, I am not like a marketing guru by any means, but most of the marketing is Instagram. Uh, and I do a lot of, I got one of my biggest events on Instagram. I mean, I was literally like, I don't know what this boost does, but I'm going to boost it. And 
then my phone rings and it's like I'm having a brunch festival with 900 people. So Instagram, definitely. Um, I have Facebook to just, of course, reach all the locals, you know, in my area. Um, and I'm doing a lot of, I go to a lot of networking events in Charlotte. And I'm on The Knot as well. What's your experience been like with The Knot and Wedding Wire? Because I know a lot of times people, it's a yeah. mixed results. I'm curious, what 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 has it been like for you? So, um, actually, I'm getting a lot of leads for from The Wedding Wire and The Knot. Um, and it's, I think The Knot and The Wedding Wire I think it's really good in your first beginning stages of, you know, being a venue owner, I think, or owning a venue. I think the, I mean, with today's generation, I don't know if so much, but, you know, five years ago, how did I find venues? Like a lot of times I would know the knot because I just hear people, the knot, my, you know, my wedding page is there. What I, do I have goals to use it, you know, long-term? Probably, probably not. I think that word of mouth in my location, being right outside of uptown Charlotte, I, I'm, I may not need beat it. Yeah. I, I'm curious before, cause I want to, I'm curious more about, you know, marketing and what you're doing as far as running the events and things like that. But what are you, when you think of um, the process that it took to actually convert the property into a venue. Was it difficult yeah. to work with the city or the county in terms of getting like permitted, uh, all, all of that sort of stuff? Was that, was that a tough process? Um, it, it was, but it wasn't my, my family. They, um, they're really familiar with working with the city and permitting. Um, so I think that gave us the advantage because we, just know all the ropes and, you know, um, but for our permitting, it didn't take, we're right outside of city limits. So we are a bona fide farm. We have horses there. Um, and then we also have, uh, we, so we have, um, livestock and horses on our farm. Got it. So you were kind of, you're able to start as a farm. Our farms is, is it, the sort of thing there. I'm not familiar with the area, um, and I, and I know here there's well, California is a totally different, a different <laughs> animal anyway. But um, is it is it difficult? Like if you wanted to get a permit or something like that, is it difficult working with the county or the city, or, or not as much? Um, it is. There are, a, you know, there are regulations and things that you have to follow that goes into it. So um, it depends on, you know, the county and the city that you're. Um, yeah. 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 It was, but it sounds like with that background in, in construction and permitting, like that was kind of second nature for you guys. In, in terms of creating packages or doing a blank canvas venue, like what type of venue uh, are you? And when someone gets married at the property, what are they, right. what are they looking? So um, when you had a, when you have a wedding at Pleasant Grove Farm, you are getting access to the property 10 a.m. to 10 p.m. This is a wedding. Um, you get to, you get our bridal suite, which is a 4,000 square foot house, farmhouse. 
and they it has a men's room. Um, then you have your bridal suite with the vanities, and you've got a walk, a giant giant bathroom. Um, you get a gathering area, which is a living room. Um, a lot of corporate events that we have, of course, it's, we rent it by the hour in the house, but you can also use the house as well. Um, and we have a nice dining room area that is also great for corporate meetings and things like that. Um, in addition to our wedding package, the reception area you are getting, it's in our post and beam barn. And um, it comes with tables and chairs. We get, we actually work in um, golf cart drivers. So um, we are on 20 acres. So it's kind of a hike down our gravel hill. Um, We can comfortably park at least 300 cars out there. And we will use our cart drivers to drive people down, drop off. You get your setup and clean up and, um, you know, access to the grounds for the entire day for the weddings. That makes sense. And the 12 hour, you said 10 to 10? 10 to 10. Yeah, that's a generous rental. That's awesome for weddings. Yeah. Um, that's that's very cool. Do you ever do overnights at the house? Um, no, I, I don't do any overnights at the house. I thought about it. I did it one time and I was like, you know, it's just, I'm not doing it again. There's a lot here, you know, you can turn the property. I can have a Friday wedding and Saturday, uh, back to back during the week for corporate events, you know, I've kind of thought about doing more so, you know, a, a retreat and things like that, but I haven't I want to walk before I run, if you know what I mean. So, totally, yeah. totally fair. Um, what what year did you actually open? I know you said you got married in 2017. Right. Okay. So I got married in 2017, and then years passed. I opened last. I guess you know it's funny. I didn't have a grand opening. I kind of just hit the ground running and just didn't even think about a grand opening. But October, mm. I had my first wedding in October. So I started. And I started the branding process in August. Then I said, all right, here I go. I'm going to get on Instagram. And I just started following every wedding vendor you could think of. And people were following me back. And then I started making TikToks and reels and things um, of my wedding. And then I booked, I started doing venue tours. I even did venue tours starting up while my dad was still, his stuff was still kind of in there. And then finally I was like, oh, hey, uh, you want to, I don't think this is going to work. You might want to you out. But um, yeah, so we started cleaning the house up and making it look a little more commercialized versus residential, uh, making it bridally. Um, so in August, I started the branding and then first wedding, October, it was a micro wedding. So that's huge, but like a year, right? It's been just about a year. Is that, am I hearing you right? Um, almost, yep. Next month, I guess branding, you know, was last August. So almost a year, almost a year, but we are 
Yes. That's that's pretty impressive. You yeah, it sounds like you got started pretty fast. Uh, do you like looking back? You know, during COVID and everything, did you still were you still thinking about doing the venue, or at that point with COVID and everything going on, were you kind of thinking, ah, oh, maybe you know? I literally, to be honest with you, I wasn't even thinking about the venue in COVID. I decided um, that I was going to do the venue like in August. And then like when I got the, when I got the, probably maybe actually it was, I started branding in August, but of course I had to work on the permit and everything a little bit before that. So maybe July, I guess you would say. And, um, I, I mean, it was literally overnight. It was like one week I found out or my dad was like, let's do this. Let's save the farm. Let's, you know, um, let's keep it from getting knocked down developed and all this stuff so when he gave me the the go-ahead I like a week later I was working with my brand girl and she was pulling it together and then I was posting immediately selling it seems like yeah yeah it seems like the the Instagram posting and kind of just your consistency and drive to get the word out there in the community is kind of what's what's been the thing do you have an estimation of how many events you have booked in the past year? Like if you had to give your, you know, guesstimate on the amount of events you've done this last year? Um, let's see. I'm at least, let's see, probably like 30. Dang, that's pretty good. I mean, um, I, I, I literally need to count, but I'm just going to say 30 to be conservative. But I've been doing, I've done a lot of weddings. Well, well, I probably, I mean, I, I've done a lot of different events. Like, you know, I've done festivals, I've done some weddings, I've done receptions. Um, I've learned a lot between, you know, booking a reception versus booking a wedding, um, a full-blown wedding. It's, and then I've done a lot of bridal showers, baby showers, birthdays. I've had crazy things like firewalking, corporate team building, um, yeah, brunch that Charlotte brunch festival. Dang, that's that that's a huge variety of events too. So it seems like you, it's not just like you've done thirty weddings, like you've done all yeah. sorts of events. Yes, fundraisers and a lot of celebrations of life too. In so. in the kind of in the different types of events with those different types of events that you've booked. Have there been some vendors that have really stood out to you that have been really fun to work with and kind of you have good relationships and maybe you even have them on a vendor list or uh, not as much? Yes. Yeah, I do. Um, I have, oh, you know, I've worked with several, I mean, a lot of vendors that are really easy to work with. Um, they have just made things seamless and um, allowed me to really focus on the venue and itself, like, you know, but, you know, I st- sometimes you get vendors and sometimes you get people out there where you're kind of filling in the gap, you know, but then you have those certain ones that stick out that just kind of take it and run with it and you don't have to worry about anything. Do you charge anything for vendors who are not not like on your list or have you haven't worked with before do you charge anything for that or is it a you know you'll take any any vendor who comes 
So right now we're actually starting to charge people who are not on our list. We're working on our vendor list right now um, and we're vetting them. Um, it's been, you know, it's kind of, when you're starting off, you don't want to completely, you know, shut. There's so many vendors out there, you know, and you don't want to just shut someone out without knowing, you know, what they're you know, work history or their, you know, their history is like. So I've kind of just allowed that to stay open, but I'm now considering doing an upcharge after revising my list. Yeah. 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 Some places, some places do that. I know. And then some, some people have a list, but you know, it's not like it's paid to be on there. Some people do all all inclusive. So there's so many different options. Right. Uh, when when you're thinking about the future of the venue, kind of the direction that you want to want to go and take the venue, what what comes to mind in terms of number of events, types of events you're doing? Kind of give me, you know, what what comes to mind. So, my goal my goal for the venue is to do about sixty weddings a year, and then um, fill in the gaps on doing events for the community, um, keeping them engaged and happy. And I really, it, it really makes, I love weddings, but I also love seeing the people in the neighborhood come out and enjoy the space as well. So not, not because they have to be there, but because they want to be there. So, so music and weddings, I'm, I'm kind of trying to figure out the, um, you know, I'm trying, I'm trying right now, I'm trying to figure out, you know, if I want to do a certain amount of weddings a year and then do a certain amount of events. Um, so it's all a learning process right now. And we're just trying to figure out like, what are, what's, what's it going to be for 2024? Are we going to just do gun weddings back to back? Or are we going to fill in? with other events too. Yeah. Yeah. It sounds like with the passion you have for the community and just the other types of events, you know, you could, you could do both. Um, do you have a team who is helping set up and tear down and do all the different things? Is it just you tell me a little bit about that? Okay. So one thing I didn't mention in, um, what you're getting at Pleasant Grove Farm is you're getting a coordinator as well. So that way it gives people the opportunity, you know, if you don't, the least pack or the bottom tier package that you're getting is not a volunteer. It's a really nice tier, but you're getting a coordinator with that um, because it's mandatory. Before that, I, I made it um, mandatory to have a coordinator involved when booking at the farm. So if you don't have a planner and you just book, um, you can book the coordinating package for the day of coordinating. Got it. So it this is someone who comes kind of with your booking or do you, are they charged separately? Yes. So no, it's wrapped in pricing. So the girl, the coordinating, um, okay, so you're talking about the team. They, that includes um, our coordinator and she also does venue tours. So I figured I could keep her, you know, she, she has a passion. She graduated from college. She had interned at another 
venue and her passion is to be a planner. And um, I figured, you know, for someone that has the passion for planning and they want to work here at the farm, they're not just going to want to do venue tours, right? Like they're they're going to want to pursue their passion. And I said, well, let's start with coordinating. And she said, okay. And she's doing a great job. So um, I have her doing the venue tours, coordinating, um, answering all the inquiries and keeping up with Honey Book, which is our booking system. And then the day of the, I have another girl who, who um, does our non-wedding events. She's hired on. So she's going to start planning all the community things. And she's also got a background in event management and things. Um, and I have our golf cart drivers who, when they're not running the carts, they're doing the trash. And, um, and of course, they work the day of, you know. And they, I have one guy that maintains the property because the grass and keeps it looking nice before events. So golf cart drivers, a maintenance guy, uh, lawn maintenance, and a coordinator, venue girl, and then events, event planner. Hey, who you, you have a team. Yes. Right now I have a team and it's, but I haven't had them for long. So I was doing it all for a good while. Yeah, that makes, that makes sense. So often, you know, we, we're getting in, we're in our businesses and we're doing everything it takes, you know, ourselves to like get things off the ground. And then we, we evolve, yeah. we get people, but. Uh, but that allows me to be able to, you know, between the two girls and I that work for the farm full time, um, we're able to rotate weekends. That way we're not getting burned out. So it's like me and, you know, them two will work in a vet and then, you know, I'll jump on with one other girl, but that way we all get breaks and we just rotate. Yeah, rotate. And that makes a lot of sense too, especially with kids and other things. You know, you want to make sure that you have the team to help support you so that it's not all falling on your shoulders. But Megan, help me uh, understand a little bit more about some of the systems. So you said you use HoneyBook. Uh, did you look at other systems before using HoneyBook or is that the first one? Um, that you went with and liked? So um, my experience with HoneyBook has been, it's it took me a while to figure it out. You know, it's, um, but I feel very secure with HoneyBook. Um, I didn't have it starting out. I was just kind of, you know, doing old fashioned way, just, you know, scanning, sending things in and all that. But I knew that I needed something to organize um, all of our contracts, our, you know, our, be able to invoice and do credit card payments and things like that. And then also have a system that we all can communicate and keep our calendars, reminders, um, and a system that our inquiries can flow through. It just feels, you know, it's all right there and I can see when everyone's working in it, it makes me feel good when I look down and I'm like, look at them. They're just answering all these inquiries. And um, so, yeah. Yeah. No, our new book has been a game changer for us. So that's, that's totally awesome. Well, 
I'm I'm curious. We're gonna wrap up today by asking the two questions that I ask every guest, and um, and then I'm I'm curious. You know, as you like you said, to think about the future, thinking about splitting between you know weddings, events, things like that. Um, the two questions kind of come from that. So it's like, what are the most difficult parts, the parts you like the least about owning your venue? And then what are your favorite parts, the stuff that you absolutely love about owning your venue? So um, my favorite parts about owning, um, I'll start with my least favorite. Maybe that's better. So my least favorite part about owning a venue is trying to juggle family and work life. So the hours, I mean, you have to work weekends, you're working all week, you're working seven days a week. It's just, yes, I have two girls that fill in and help me, you know, do the tours and things. But when you're a venue owner, um, it's hard to take a step back, you know, it's your baby. And so I would say the time, it's a lot of time and a lot of hours. Um, so, and I would say my favorite part is the, um, being a venue owner is just seeing it grow and seeing everyone love your space as much as you do. It's very rewarding. When you go home, you're like, wow, I, you know, people came out, they loved it. They had a great time. You were able to create the experience and you have this buildup that, that takes a year because a lot of people book a year in advance and then it comes to life and um, just seeing it all come together and then how good everyone feels at the end of the night, your clients, your vendors. Um, so that's cool. enjoy. Yeah. yeah, that's, that's, that's so, that so resonates. I mean, being able to be a part of someone's special day, kind of get it to the finish line a hundred percent. Very cool. Well, I, I really appreciate it. I love I love your website. Actually, we're going to be putting the links in the YouTube description, both for podcast and for YouTube. Um, I love it because of how straightforward and simple and like easy to read and just easy to navigate it is. It's one page. It's it's scrolling. You know, you've got the pricing on there and everything. So yeah, great, great job. Kudos on the on the site. That would be Swell Design. She's amazing. So follow her on Instagram. And then if you want branding done, she's she's your girl. She's fast and she just gets it. So that's so cool. That's so yeah. cool. Shout out to shout out to Sarah, right? Sarah, yeah. Yeah. Very cool. Awesome. Yeah. Well, Megan, thanks so much for coming on today. It's been a pleasure chatting with you and learning more about your venue. Uh, if people want to reach out to you, they want to know more about your venue or just connect with you personally, uh, directly, where should they go? Um, you can find me on Instagram at Pleasant Grove Farm CLT, or you can visit our website at pleasantgrovefarmvenue.com. Cool. Awesome. All right. I appreciate your time today. Thanks so much for coming on the Venue RX. Thank you so much.